Good morning, everyone. It's hopefully, everyone from Valley Torah is enjoying the vacation, ready to uh, be back with Hashem next week. Just wanted to share Parsha's bow. Really, there's a incredible principle that the Ramban uh, teaches us at the end of the Parsha, and maybe just by way of introduction to make the point of how incredible we are as people. We know we're very complicated. We know we relate to very different types of stimuli and uh, impressions and inspirations and sometimes uh, negative occurrences. We relate to them very differently. We're complicated. And uh, even though maybe logically and intellectually you'd say we should respond one way, but very often it's not the way it is. Our job is to really understand ourselves and to use our understanding to bring us forward, to make us better Jews, to make us closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We'll get more into the Ramban uh, in a little bit, but there's a fascinating Pasuk that I want to share with you. A Pasuk that famous, pretty famous Pasuk, uh, talks about what's going to take place the night of Marcus Bucharos. It's an incredible evening that became the night of, of Pesach, Shaposach, uh, Bote of Hussein, HaKadosh Baruch Hu passed over our homes when he attacked the homes of the Egyptians with the Makas Bukharos. Uh, and during that time, Vayetzok HaGadol HaBukharos Yisrael will be a credible cry, credible devastation. However, Ulchol B'nei Yisrael lo yechratz kelev l'shoinoi v'meishrat behema. There will not be any dog sticking out its tongue, barking, however you want to translate the Pasuk, some type of reference of a dog expressing some negative types of uh, expressions or, or emotions to, towards the Jewish people. Lamantedun, so that you should know For you to understand that Hashbaruch who made this distinction, made this separation between the Jewish people and the Egyptian people. Okay, so certainly the Pusik itself seems to indicate something fantastic. Uh, our job certainly is to recognize that the personal separation that Kodesh Baruch Hu makes, the unique relationship that he has with, with Klai Yisrael, that he's going to make a distinction, he's going to separate. He's not going to just sort of inflict a general uh, plague. He's going to sort of devise it in a way where it'll be very clear Kodesh Baruch Hu chooses the Jewish people to protect and the Egyptians not to protect, which has been the theme of really all the Makos till now. The Dasa Kedem speaks specifically to this particular aspect of the dog barking, which is the way most of the Rishonim learned, that it's an issue of the dogs were quiet. While there might have been good reason for the dogs to be barking, and for this to be sort of even a more of an eerie, uh, sort of more scarier evening when you have all these people dying at the uh, stroke of midnight, in addition, not, you didn't even have the dogs bark. And the Dasakadim says, Vahinu Anes, this was the miracle. The Alpha Gav Darmino, and even though typically we say, when dogs bark and hear a lot of barking, the message is that the Malachamavas has come to town. The angel of death, death is here. He's here to take people. So he, he was here to take all the firstborns of Mitzrayim. That would have been, you would imagine, that would have been the most ultimate barking night of, a, of a, maybe even in human history. The, dog, the death is coming to town. But you know what? It, it, it didn't happen. Typically, it would have happened, but it didn't happen. 
They certainly should have been barking during Makas Bukharos. However, Afilahachi didn't happen. I want you to, to see my, my divine intervention in the way I perform these amazing miracles of Makas Bukharos in particular, and therefore it didn't happen. What you thought would have happened didn't happen. And the Pasuk is very clear. That you should know. Stop and think for a second what's really happening here. The Jewish people are sitting in their homes and they have blood on their doorposts and they, are, they know there's a plague coming. And obviously their concern is that this should be a protective moment for the Jewish people. If you'd have asked the Jewish people who are sitting there Praying to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and in this chus of the blood, in this chus of the of, of the Karim Pesach, the special uh, procedure that needed to happen during this particular time to protect them. Uh, how about the dogs barking? Do you really care? <laughs> care? I, I care that my life should be saved. I care that the small chamavas that's coming to town shouldn't uh, inflict uh, any harm to to my family, to my people. That's what I care about. And and there's such a over Whelming drama that seems to be so superior to the issue of dogs barking. I mean, it's nice not to have dogs barking. We don't like this dog, but I, I've got bigger things, bigger fish to fry, so to speak. I'm worried about my own life. And Akash Baruch is performing this incredible miracle of saving the Jewish people. And this is Laman Tedun, the dogs not barking is going to register with the Jewish people? It's going to be something that's actually going to make an impact upon them? And clearly the answer is yes. Clearly the answer is. That while, yes, a much bigger miracle, bigger things are happening, but we have the ability to recognize even the smaller miracles. And I dare say maybe even more radically, that it's sometimes for certain people, for sure, the smaller miracle might even deliver a more significant message. Maybe the bigger message of you know, the Jewish people are being saved, you know, that's like it's so grandiose, so overwhelmingly, it's large. My gosh, death is hitting the Mitzrayim, it's not hitting us. But somehow maybe a more personalized, oh, I, you know, I don't like dogs barking, and wow, it's quiet. And normally, you'd imagine dogs should be barking, and, and the dogs are not barking. Wow, that's it's sort of a more personalized calming. It's a small detail. And you think, it would it really matter? And you know, to some people it matters. Maybe to all people it matters. Because Baruch who's saying, I want you to recognize not just the big things that are happening in, in your life, the big things that are happening to the Jewish people, things that are very grandiose, and certainly one can argue, as I've said many, many times, as we heard from our Rebbe's Zatzal so often, the famous words of, 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 of Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Chai Nafshi, he swore when he wrote in his Agdama to his sitter, in his, in his commentary to the sitter. The, and it says, Chai Nafshi, the greatest miracle of all time, greater than the miracle of, of Kriyas Yamsov, is the miracle of Jewish survival. And so therefore, one can argue, you're seeing every day the greatest miracle. I mean, if Rabbi Yaakov Ender wrote that 300 years ago or so, 250 years ago, that that was the greatest miracle, that the Jewish people survived the long and bitter gullus. And now, what has transpired subsequent to that point? And how many more miracles, maybe even greater miracles than what went up until the point of Rabbi Yaakov Ender writing those words, what we've seen? The devastation, the horrors, and yet the rebuilding and the rejuvenation? Is, is, is that not a miracle that would wake up anybody to the truth of who we are? And yet apparently maybe sometimes the message is, no, 
it's a smaller miracle that sometimes needs to be delivered. That it may, that small hashkacha pratis, that divine intervention of our own personal lives that would sometimes wake us up to recognize what may be the bigger thing, which is, and, and certainly the greater thing. Is there anything greater than Jewish survival? Anything more important than that, in that particular evening, the Makkah's Bukharos? So and despite all that, it was, it, 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 yes, they, they, they definitely recognize that. And certainly that's the big ticket item when we talk about the Haggadah, we talk about Makkah's Bukharos. Certainly that, that's, that's the tenth plague, the most devastating one. But there was a need, I need you to understand, I want to go into the little details because that matters. And for some people, that might be the difference that they can recognize, oh, God is talking to me, he's dealing with me. He's, t- he's given me a personalized message of unique hashkacha pratis. And even though, yes, it was a, that certainly affected everybody, the dog's not barking, but it's much more of a, of a smaller item that sort of might seem to be, you know, that's going to make a difference. I'm going to feel that. I'm going to recognize that. Another example of this is, is the fact that we went out to B'chodesh of the Torah tells us. We went out in the springtime. The night was nice, nice weather. Do I really, does it matter? As the Mepharshim said, because Baruch Hu to show his love for the Jewish people. I'm getting out of Mitzrayim. I'm getting out of this Kur HaBarzo, this Gehenna, that, that involves such difficult, back-breaking work. And you have to, you have to take me out in the springtime and tell me that that's one of the unique chasadim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we went out on a nice, beautiful day. <laughs> yeah, it matter, it, it, apparently it matters. And we see from here, the way we're wired, the way we're constructed, the fact that sometimes we can do some very, very big things for people. But, you know, yeah, but that one little thing that you didn't do, notice how we react sometimes, but you didn't do that. What I expected that that was meaningful to me. But what do you mean? What about my whole, my whole life of what I've given to you and I've cared for you and I've done for you? And I, people like that sometimes. But remember that day? Remember that day? It's one day. Sometimes when we do the right thing that one day, who? That can leave that mark with that person for a lifetime. Even though, you know, maybe there are other things that maybe are certainly seemingly much bigger. And that's where we are even with that Kodesh Baruch Hu. And it's extremely relevant in light of what the Ramban tells us. Maybe one of the most famous, famous Rambans in the entire Chumash. It's sort of a, a must-read Ramban, as they say, at the very end of Parashas Bo. That tells us why we were given the Torah and why Kodesh Baruch Hu put us here in the world in the first place. Obviously, we know from the Mesil Sharm it's all about bestowing kindness to, uh, to, uh, to the Jewish people and to humanity in general? Why did Kodesh Baruch Hu make mankind? To give them kindness, to give them the ability to move into this, from this world into, into eternity and to, and to bond for eternity with that Kodesh Baruch Hu. And how do you do that? What's, how do you accomplish that in this world? And the Ramban simplifies life to such an incredible degree. Ramban was a Kabbalist. He knew Nigla Nister. He knew all aspects revealed and hidden aspects of the Torah. He probably could have written hundreds of pages about the deep Kabbalistic implications of every single act that we do and every mitzvah that we, that we do. And that somehow, here in this piece, he simplifies it. Very basic. What's our job in this world? Why do we have mitzvahs? No HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu. See him in your life. Know him and recognize everything that takes place takes place throughout Kaddish Baruch Hu, through divine intervention. That's the purpose. That's why we have mitzvahs. <laughs> that's really what it's all about. That, that's the reason why we're here and all the effort we put in and all the mitzvahs that we do and, and, and getting up every morning and pushing ourselves to, to be good Jews. It all boils down to that. Apparently, yeah. It all, all boils down to that, but apparently 
It's not that simple. Apparently, when we think, oh, we're, we're strong believers, we got it down pat, we know Akash Baruch Hu runs the world, and somehow we get a little curveball and something happens and some difficulty, and then, where's Akash Baruch Hu? Where is he? What happened? And, and, the, and we can catch ourselves, but even if we have to catch ourselves and don't live with that absolute visceral sense of truth that Akash Baruch Hu is here in this world and he guides our lives and, and he tells us right from wrong. And that mitzvah that we do reconnects us every single time we do a mitzvah. We are restating, in his incredible words, we're restating that affirmation that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made us, and he created us, and he gave us mitzvahs for, for that purpose. And he says, and therefore HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the big miracles, Yitzias Mitzrayim, Matan Torah, Kriyas Yamsaf, all of the miracles that we are reading about in the, during these parashos, he said, were, were done, so we can learn a very particular message that from the big miracles we learn that everything's a miracle. The small things are miracles. And when you're in a tough situation, and because maybe you can recognize that because I did this particular thing, ah, Kosh Baruch Hu, you saved me. Ah, thank you, Kosh Baruch Hu. Or maybe we did something wrong and then something happens and we sort of connect the negative to the negative and sort of say, mm, I did that and that's why I can see that. That's a miracle. The Ramban says anything that's out of the realm of total uh, natural circumstances, the way you sort of would have wound up the world and sort of let it go, and we see that, no, HaKadosh Baruch not letting it go. Chas Shalom doesn't let it go. He, he's involved with our lives. He, he's, he's there telling us and dictating and, and watching the details and making sure everything is exactly the way it needs to be. That's what you call the, the hidden miracle that we have to recognize. And therefore, he says, it's the fundamental principle of our being the Jewish people is to recognize that, to affirm that, to live that way, to recognize everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is why Hashkach protests in our lives. And that's why it's, it really would be such a great idea to really write down these little amazing things that happen to us, little things that inspire ourselves and certainly inspire others. That's why I think stories are such a powerful place. You know, Baruch Hashem, stories are abounding. seems that stories are, are very popular and it, it's, uh, it's in vogue now in Klai Yisrael. And one could sort of maybe bemoan the fact that, you know, uh, certainly we want to get deeper than stories, and, and certainly we do, and we hopefully uh, we are more involved on a deeper level than, than simply a Misa. But Misa is so powerful because Misa brings the, the Ashkacha Protest into a sense of here and now. This is what happened in a person's life. And the more we see it, and the more we internalize it, the more we recognize it. Certainly, it should be done in our lives, but sometimes you need an outside story to drive home that point. And I'm going to share with you a really incredible, incredible Ashkach the story. One that was well-researched. It's in a very famous book about, about the Holocaust. And it's a story about Rabbi Shlomo Kabach and how incredible Ashkach evolved uh, through his intervention. And the story was he was on a plane, traveling somewhere, probably to some concert or back from some concert. And he noticed that there was a stewardess who was a wonderful person. She was so, so nice, the way she, she cared about everybody, asked everybody, you know, do you need anything? And she, he was just very impressed. He was going to go to the back of the plane and, you know, before they landed and say, I just want to thank you, your service, and the way you conduct yourself was really amazing. As he went to the back to thank her, much to his shock, something that I haven't seen uh, in my years of travel. I don't think I traveled that much uh, as, as Rabbi Kalbach, but uh, 
Never saw any, any flight attendant davening on a plane. Much to his shock, he goes to the back to thank her. She's davening. Wow, probably davening mincha on the plane. So he waited for that finished davening and you know, thanked her. My gosh, it's so amazing. <laughs> never, never saw a flight attendant davening. And they got into a brief conversation. And she says, Rabbi, maybe you can help me. Well, what's the problem? He says, you know, uh, I'm a convert. Uh, and I met a wonderful Jewish boy. Really, we really are connected. We want to get married. But my conversion is 100% okay. But the parents of my fiancé are adamant. They are Holocaust survivors, and they are not religious at all. But they are adamant, my son cannot marry a convert. Needs to be a born Jew. Can you maybe talk to them? He's, I'm going to try. Certainly, there's no reason why they shouldn't, uh, he, he shouldn't marry you. You're 100% good convert. What's the problem? So he said, you know what? Give me the number. I'm going to try. So sure enough, he tries. He calls up the, uh, uh, the father of, uh, of the chassan, or at least hopefully the chassan, and says, my name is, is Kalbach, and I just want to talk to you. Now, I met your, um, your son's uh, fiancé, and... Uh, I just want to say what a wonderful girl. He said, why are you talking to me? And right away he cuts him off and he says, you know, Rabbi, why don't you stay out of my business? You know, I'm a Holocaust survivor and I lost so much in the world. Don't talk to me about, about my son marrying some convert. I, 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 I said, I'm, it's not going to happen. We are the Jewish people. I saw the persecution and it needs to be a Jew, a born Jew. And hangs up the phone. Oh boy. Well, I tried. Kabach calls back the girl Girl's not there, but the parents are there. She lives in the pet with the parents. This is probably back, you know, early sixties, whatever, late fifties. Who knows? And see, so he says, you know, uh, this is Rabbi Kalbach. I'm looking for your daughter. My daughter's not here. What can I do for you? Well, you know, I um, I was uh, trying to do her a favor and try to try to maybe uh, put the two of them together. I spoke to your uh, to the. To the chassan's parents, and he starts yelling at Rabbi Kabach, "Why are you mixing in? And what are you doing? What you're doing? You should stay away from this whole business and leave my daughter alone. Leave my uh, leave the whole situation." So, listen, I'm just I'm trying to do a Kaddish Baruch Hu's bidding. Kaddish Baruch Hu, you know, spends all day being mezavig zavugim. He tries to make shaduchim. So I'm trying to help out. And he started he started expressing Rabbi Kabach some really honest sentiments. I'm just trying to do the right thing. You know, please don't come down on me. Somehow, this father sort of felt that special neshama of Rabbi Kalbach, and he said, you know, he started talking, they had a conversation, you know, I say, he says to him, I've never said this to anybody. It's a secret that my wife and I have held since the war, when we committed to raise our family as Gentiles. We went through the Holocaust, we saw the devastation, and we said we will not be Jewish again. But we are Jewish. And I've never said this to anybody, but I sense your honesty, and I sense your integrity, so I'm sharing this with you. Kabach was very moved, and, but he said, so wait a minute, I mean, I hear what you're saying, and I, I feel for your pain, I feel for your anguish. But if you're not a Gentile, then your daughter's not a convert. Your daughter is a Jew. Maybe I can actually do something here. And he said, well, it's up to you. He calls back the father, and sure enough, after relating the whole story, 
Okay, you got a deal. The two parents decided, okay, listen, now we have uh, two Jewish, two Jewish uh, a groom and a, and, a, and a bride who are actually Jewish. Everyone seems to be happy. They made up a meeting. Okay, let's get together. The Kala side, the boy side, Rabbi Kabach would be there. They had a little room somewhere in some hotel. They rented out a little room, and they started to get together. Okay, so they're sitting in the room waiting for the groom's uh, parents to show up. And sure enough, there's a knock at the door. Okay, Rabbi Kabach goes, I'm sorry, the father of the girl goes to the door. He opens up the door, and who's standing there? The father of the boy. They look at each other. Staring at each other. Yanku? Shimon? <sighs> and they fall on each other's shoulders. And they start crying. They're crying. Tears of joy. Tears of pain of what they both went through and what they both saw over the previous years. An incredible, can't say end to the story because the story continues beyond the generations, but the end of that particular moment was that Yankel and Shimon were chavrusas before the war. Yankel and Shimon learned together in yeshiva before the war, and they were so close, and they said to each other, if you have a boy and I have a girl, they're going to be married. They're going to be married. We're going to make a shidduch. And they went with different experiences in different places. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, that's what you said, you're committed to one another. When you're learning in a base medrash, Yanko and Shimon meet again to celebrate their children's wedding, their children's marriage. Dashkacha Pratis and the messages and the, the twists and turns of this incredible story have tremendous impact, tremendous profound implications of all the nuances. But fundamentally, you can't hear a story like that and say God doesn't run the world. You can't hear a story like that and say there isn't divine intervention. On Rabbi's side, there are so many, there are thousands and thousands of such stories. Thousands and thousands of moments in our own lives where if we recognize the incredible, ma- the, the, the majestic tapestry of HaKadosh Baruch Hu weaving this in, incredible world interwoven in incredible miracles, as the Ramban says, the small things are miracles like the big things are miracles. It's unmistakable. Let us, from the story, from this parsha from our lives, let us reconnect to the fundamental principle of the Ramban, of why we're here. We're here to know Hashem. We're here to recognize His greatness. We're here to say thank you every day. They're able to breathe the air, to do the mitzvahs, to serve Yaakadosh Baruch Hu. And that's Chuspez Hashem. We will merit the ultimate connection in the Olam Emes of, with eternal Eternal connection and Bez Hashem in this world, Bez Hashem be his to the ultimate simcha would be Asamashachim Heavy Menu. Have a good Shabbos.